Welcome to the Cashflow Legends Podcast with your hosts, Nate, Brandon, and Brock. Remember, our insights are not direct financial advice, so consult with your financial team before making any decisions based on the topics discussed in this show. All right, welcome to Cashflow Legends. We're excited to be here. The power of the question is our topic today. And I really want to start by asking a question I've begun to ask people that are really trying to understand what it is we do, because I know you guys get asked this all the time, like I do. What is it you do exactly? So I have started asking that question or giving a question to that question. So my question I'll ask often if people have no context is I will ask them, do you currently have someone in your life that is advocating for your financial success? And I'll just leave it there. And Brock knows where that question came from. I took it straight from his dad. And I don't know where his dad got it from, but it's a pet. I got it from Brock. That's why he's smiling. Okay. And it really shifts the, the reality to that person immediately that, oh, this is different. It's on me to think about how I think. So Brock, I may have stole your question. We didn't practice this, but I know you have plenty more. What is one of the most powerful questions you like to ask and maybe give a little context of when and why? My, my favorite question to ask is why, but if you're around me enough, you'll, you'll begin to realize that I ask why a lot and I'll ask it over and over again, probably seven times before you catch on like, Hey, like quit asking me why, because it's very easy to give a service level why answer to something, but we've got to continue on. Like I have a lot of people that I'll consult on in their finances that say, well, you know, I want to invest in real estate. Okay. Well, why do we want to invest in real estate? And they'll say, because I hear it's a great thing. Okay. Well, why is it a great thing? Because it has benefits. Okay. Well, why do you want those benefits to ultimately get to the fact that what they're wanting is financial freedom through the income that it produces. Mm-hmm. Um, which leads me usually to my next question to a lot of people that I'll just ask every now and then, which is um, when you look at your financial life, do you want a large retirement account or do you want a re- large retirement income? Because those can be two different things depending on where you place your money and how you're using it. Nate, what about you? And we've... Uh as we've learned and uh, really been in the thick of things of, of working with people, we learn uh, different questions. And as we've been exposed to new information along the way, these new questions arise. And one of the most recent questions that I've started asking is really a counter to the traditional financial world with what's the rate of return. And so you know, what, what I like to ask now when somebody asks, what's the rate of return? I would just pose, hey, what I think a better question is, what's the rate of liquidity? What's the rate of certainty? What's the rate of control? What's the rate of efficiency? Um, those four components are much more powerful than simply just chasing a rate of return. And, and that's the 
that's what people have to rethink when it comes to how they're going to grow their money, how they're going to keep their money, how they're going to grow their money. It's not necessarily about the rate of return. Rate of return is not ultimately what creates wealth. What creates wealth is the efficiency and the control of that money. It's, it's, it's about how much you keep. It's not about how much you earn. Um, and so having the ability to create an environment for yourself through proper planning and strategy that gives you the greatest probability of success is uh, extremely powerful. And it's what's missing in so many people's financial lives because what most people are doing, and I used to be there, is just crossing my fingers and hoping it was going to work out the way people said it was going to work out. I had no clue. I had no confidence whatsoever. So Brock and Nate, you both alluded to you know, this, the power of the question. Uh, there's a lot of books out there about, you know, asking why. I don't remember what book this came from, but I, one of our mentors, Chris Bay, uh, told me this early on in our journey. And it was the continuing to dig with why, like you demonstrated, Brock. The, the, six the seven, seven levels, levels of why. Yeah. Seven levels of why. So yeah. I believe that anything that we do out there should share practical advice. So I don't ever want this to just be like word vomiting on people. I want there to be practical advice. So I'm going to challenge people listening right now. Anything that you're really trying to get the answer to, start going through the process of seven levels of why. So like Brock demonstrated earlier, well, why do you want to do real estate? And then whatever that answer gives, then ask the next why to that answer and so on and so forth. The fascinating thing with that is, which segues into kind of the next thought I want us to chat about is when you get down to the root of the why, then you start really being able to build back up in a healthy way from there. You're, you're below ground level. You know, in, in my experience, at least, um, typically when you get that seventh level of why, you probably have tears in your eyes at that point. Yeah. Um, because there is like that, that root of that question of why, once you drill down to the, the very bottom level, of where it all begins. Um, you know, if your why doesn't make you cry, um, then maybe your priorities are out of whack. <laughs> Brock does not look like he's ready to cry about anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's touch on that a little bit. We say often, and I, I I stole this, but it's the truth. I stole it from Brock's dad. Maybe Brock Brock said this too. But we have the best job in the world. Because I know all three of us on this screen are working where God has called us to be in our purpose, we literally every day get to do things that are just so fulfilling to us. And all of the interactions we have with people, oftentimes we're giving them a spark through why questions to help them get to the purpose they know they, they, know they were created for. And not only help them get there, but then show them what is it going to take and what do they need to do that they are embracing to take the steps to get there. And oftentimes, it leads me into one of my favorite quotes that Nate shared with me years ago from Jim Rohn, I think, and he'll correct me if I'm wrong in a minute, that we will all suffer one of two pains, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. Was it Jim Rohn, Nate? It was, and the, okay. the second part to that statement is discipline weighs ounces and regret, regret weighs tons. Mm, that's good. 
So when you guys are interacting with a um, either a current member in your practice or someone who you're vetting and they're vetting you, what is one of your favorite things? Maybe think of a, a recent situation that comes out of the power of questions that you enjoy so much that you get to see on a daily basis of why we have the best job in the world. Brock, you can go ahead if you want to. Okay. Nate, you go ahead. <laughs> so uh, what I think about when, when we think about powerful questions is when you ask the right questions, you unlock answers that most people will never have the privilege of being exposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we challenge people in in our practice often is you continue to ask questions until you have made a definitive decision if this is absolutely what I want to do or y'all are crazy, leave me alone. But don't stop asking questions until you have a definitive position on which way you want to go. Um, And you and I have said, Brandon, often is if someone is not implementing these strategies in their life, it's because they just haven't asked the right question yet. There's one question that they haven't asked yet because once people fully understand what we do and how we do it, it really becomes a no-brainer um, because you cannot argue with the, the math. You can't argue with the numbers when it comes to the efficiency of me itself. Um, and then you factor in the, the certainty and control and efficiency you know, the economic value of certainty, control, and efficiency in, in your life is not anything that you can quantify. We just know that it's really good. I would, so your question along the lines of, you know, where has it been powerful and where have you seen it? So one of the things that um, our friend Gary Gunderson taught me was the quality of your life is built on the quality of the questions that you ask. And one of the, another thing that I learned from another friend of ours, Chris Smith, is that most people today have been conditioned to quit dreaming. Mm-hmm. And what we need to do for others in our life is build a speak in a way that we are speaking possibility into people through leadership and language and reminding them of possibility and what they are capable of. Because a lot of times people have quit asking because sometimes it's just too hard and it mm-hmm. takes too much time mm-hmm. and it just it just takes too much brain power. But if you can set the time aside to begin asking yourself questions and understand why you may be doing something, you know, why are you maxing out your retirement plan? Why are you putting money in the stock market? Why are you investing in real estate? Why are you putting all your money in your business? Why do you save money the way that you save money? And if you can answer those questions in an orderly path to then reorganize your life or restructure your life in a way that you now can dream again into the possibilities of your future, your financial life begins to take a different shape. I really like both of those thoughts and connections. It's, And I think we would all agree that the longer we've had the privilege to do this, and I hope this never stops, adding to our tool bag of question asking ability may be one of the greatest skills that we can continue to refine 
by who we spend time with, by the questions they ask us, by the questions we ask them. Because at the end of the day, here is the real thing that we're talking about. We're talking about the lack of self-awareness or fully leaning into being aware of what I've created, what do I want to create, and if I haven't created it, why? And then we start digging, if you will, into that. And Brock, you said something there. You said we've been conditioned to not dream. Expand on that. I mean, I have tons of thoughts. I know Nate does too. And let's bring in, when you expand on that, let's also bring in, I'm thinking of several calls Nate and I had, had yesterday. Just with a few questions with someone's situation, their eyes light up and they're like, holy cow, this is possible. What I believe I'm supposed to be doing, I can do. I just didn't have the right people asking me the right questions. So dive into that a little bit. So I would first go to, um, there's a, a talk, a book out there by Earl Nightingale called The Strangest Secret. And he talks about the fact that, you know, people if you if you start out i think the number was like 100 people you know at the end of life majority of those people had quit dreaming because they just settled in and what i think in in our lives today is we just get we just get conditioned into the fact of oh well what everybody says is you know go to school get a good job um get good grades get good benefits and i don't want to I don't know if braggadociously is the right word or, um, but I have a right to say that because, well, I have those degrees and I went to those schools and I did the the things, but I had m- the ability to question myself on the life that I actually wanted instead of just getting stuck in the rut of just going to the same job, the same lifestyle, the same everything. And if you were to go to, you know, let's say you went to 10 of your closest friends in your life right now and asked them, Hey, what are 10 dreams that you hope to accomplish before the age of 50, 65, whatever? And I could probably almost guarantee that more than half of those people have no idea that they've never written it down. They've never sat down and said, you know, this is actually the life that I want to create. This is what I want to do. This is where I want to go. And I think that is something that we have to um, continue to push forward on people is, hey, it's okay to dream. It's okay to want new things and want to do things because they can be accomplished. And when we begin on that path, we end up living a life more of abundance rather than just going through the motions. So if you're watching the video, you probably saw my face whenever Brock mentioned the strangest secret, because that's what I, my head also, um, because I go back to the question that he poses in that talk of, why do you work? And the majority of people today are working to uh, hopefully retire comfortably. Like that, that is why they work. They're hoping to retire comfortably. And ironically, I actually tweeted this out today. So I'm going to read it to you. Hey, Brock, go ahead. I would, I would say that most people are trying to retire securely and not comfortably. Yeah, Ooh. that's true. That's true. Good. So I, I said, it's weird that the goal in most people's minds is to one day stop working. Their whole life is built around this one magical moment in time when they no longer have to show up to work. And they just hope that all the money they've sacrificed and walked away over the years will be enough to live on. Just take a step back and see if this makes sense. Um, 
I would rather empower and encourage people to work in their sole purpose so that they build a life they never feel they need to escape from. You know, why retire from something you love and are passionate about? If, if work wasn't just so you could get a paycheck, would you enjoy it more? And at this point in my life, and I think you're probably in a similar place, you know, I'm, I'm as retired as I want to be uh, because I have the privilege of working in my purpose. And, and that is what we want for more people is we want to give them the ability to freely go to work, but not necessarily depend on the paycheck that comes with it. Because I've been in a situation where once our business started creating income, what I was doing in addition to that in the early years, I started to enjoy more because I wasn't dependent on that money. And so I really found myself enjoying what I was doing more outside of the income that I was creating my business. So now you're, you're referring to in your own journey, um, common challenges or hurdles that we see people struggle with, or they have a mental block about it. So I'm thinking about a conversation we had yesterday with an awesome couple. Uh, we've been working with them for some time. And when you're working in your purpose, and this is what we want for anybody listening to this, how you get to that point is just the, the process and the tools you're going to use to equip you to do that. It's nothing special. It's nothing magical. It's just these are the best pieces of the puzzle put in the best places for you to succeed at the highest level to be in your purpose. But yesterday we were having this conversation with this couple. Brock's dad was on the, on the zoom with us and the wife said, I know I'm living in my purpose and I love that about what I get to do. Now she, she even made this comment. She goes, I work a W2 job. I'm okay with that because I am living my purpose. I know that for this season of life. And she said, what I want for my husband is for his purpose, which is very clear in his journey. Like it's not, there's no wondering what he's called to do right now. But money is so tight and, st and so stressful that he doesn't know if he can stay in it. And in less than an hour of asking questions, there was this hope that revitalized. You could literally see it in his face and her face to go, is it really possible that I can use these resources and tools and cash flow and money that I already have? position them in a better way to benefit me living my purpose and be able to do it with less stress about money. And the answer I believe is going to unequivocally be yes, as long as they continue to go down the questions of why and self-awareness and things that need to change. The powerful thing is, is in that entire hour conversation, not once. And, and I'm going to say, Brock, you said something earlier, braggadocious. That's not braggadocious. That's humbly confident because you've experienced it. And to me, that's a big difference than bragging about something as opposed to being confident, but I'm humble in what I'm saying because I've experienced it. So for them to be able to see that they could confidently live in their purpose, maybe one of the best things ever, and this is what I can confidently say with humility, the, the reason that what we get to do is so much different than everybody else in the world typically is because we're not telling anybody to do anything ever. In fact, your dad even says this and I copy it all the time. I'm not going to tell you anything you have to do. There's no decision to have to be made. We're going to bring awareness to the table. We're going to ask questions and you're going to get to decide 
if you want this to continue or you want to make a change. And then this is what you will do to make that change. Now it's completely in that person's wheelhouse to go. Well, this is a crossroads. And as we all know, sitting here, crossroads are good. They're not bad. They force you to make a definitive line in the sand that goes, I'm going to keep going this way because I know it's going to get me a result I don't want. Or I'm going to choose to go this way where there's a clear path to the result I do want. And one of the things that came out of that conversation reminds me of Dan Sullivan, Who Not How. And the reason I say that, and Brandon, this is something that you and I have been talking a lot about recently, is when you have a goal when you have a vision something like that instead of trying to force those things to occur outside of your network you know ask first who do i know um because that ties back to the conversation we had yesterday where uh, that couple now with the network they now being connected to us their network is going to allow them to open up possibilities that they that they didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if you if you ask who, not how, and the who doesn't show up right away, maybe you just need to get in a in a room with better people. You know, maybe you need to expand your network. Mm. Brock, what are your thoughts on that? So, the beginning thought that I had was. Don't be afraid to ask the questions because sometimes there are people in your community who want to talk to you about it, but won't. So like in my friend group or in, in my, in my life, the people at, you know, whether it's church that I just hang out with, go get dinner with, go play golf with whatever. I don't typically ever bring up work because I, myself, I don't want to be the guy who's always like, Hey, like, let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. If you're in my immediate circle, I wait for you to bring it up to me. Mm-hmm. And that could be the same for somebody else in your life. And sometimes all it takes is for you to say, hey, I don't know if you can help me with this, but can we talk about it? And I've had those conversations where, you know, friends will come up to me, they'll ask questions. And then once they finally ask the question, now it's kind of even a, a breather for me to be like, oh, nice. Now I, you know, <laughs> I, I am glad that somebody in my life now I can share with and, mm-hmm. and and grow with in this and see you move forward in the things that I would love to push you forward and that I can see from a distance. I love now, that. I'm I'm very similar in my network, um, people that I know in my day to day. If if the conversation comes up through. Um, you know, them asking questions about what I do or whatever. And I put resources in their hands. I tell them straight up. In fact, I told a guy yesterday, Hey, this is not one of those things I'm going to bug you about. You're going to have to bring it up to me. Cause after, after I hand this off to you, I'm done. You know, it's up to you at that point. It's in your court. Um, and that really, that really frees up the relationship. Uh, and it really sort of sets the tone for this is not a full sales experience. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever either been in a network marketing company or been around other people who are in network marketing, but unfortunately, the relationships that you have, 
you start to see them as transactions. And and it's almost like every person you connect with is like, oh, could this person be on my team or whatever? And I speak from experience in this. I, I did this years ago. Um, and this I, is I did okay with it. Part of Nate and I's journey. We'll tell yeah, you. I did okay with it, but um, I realized after a while that's this is not what this is not what I was called to do. One one kind of key takeaway or couple to tie all that together. So the first thing is is are you asking yourself powerful questions? And it can start with the the seven levels of why. That it would be my our first actionable step you could take. Now, the cool thing about what we get to do daily is although what we teach is about the truth of money, it hardly ever starts with that. It really starts with what's your thought process on this? Why do you feel that way? And a lot of times, and yesterday was a great example of that, we had a husband and a wife from two drastically different places of the world and cultures, like far ends of the earth. And the husband made the comment that in his network of people, you don't talk about this stuff like his family. This is not what you do. And in her culture, it was trust nothing. Be skeptical about everything. And there has to be a lot of vulnerability leaned into, which comes from trust and consistency and how you treat people for someone to be able to start considering overcoming those barriers that they've experienced their entire life. Because you do not change how you think in one conversation, which is what I love about what you two guys said. You let them get uncomfortable enough to be vulnerable enough because they trust you to ask a question to then open up a lifelong connection or conversation if and when they're ready, which is way different than what Nate says, where I'm going to treat you and treat you. I'm going to sell you a product and move on to the next. It's, it's a totally different world of what we get to do every day. So practical advice, ask questions of why, why this, why that? Why do I think this way about this? Why do I think this way about that? And here would be an encouragement. If you don't have people you can practice that with, I would encourage you to let that be a good indicator that it start, it's time to start branching out and looking for some new information, some new circles, some new people you can associate with to encourage that. Because you guys, we both see this every day. We have conversations that are so casual and normal that it's a part of our everyday life now, which is such a blessing. But almost everybody that's coming to this for the first time, it's almost they feel like they're having an out-of-body experience. They're looking around going, is this how you people normally talk? Do y'all really believe that this is possible? Because they don't, you know, the water cooler conversation like that at work doesn't happen. I would say if you're, if your network of people, your feedback loop is of uh, when it comes to personal finance is the same information you can turn on the TV and find out about. You need to be, you need to be talking to some different people. That's a good point. Yep. Um, lastly, if you, if you're finding value in this and all the insight that uh, Brock and Nate and I try to bring, you know, we really appreciate you liking, subscribing, hitting all those buttons, whatever they are across the social media and the interwebs to uh, share this. What our goal is in this is to really empower people with the power of questions and then give you access to the life you know you're supposed to be living. If you're already living it, 
to make it even more effective and more impactful than it already is. And if you're not, how do I go from point A to point Z to get there? So um, Cashflow Legends, we help you learn how to keep more of what you earn so you can earn more of what you keep. Guys, we appreciate you and look forward to the next one.